Nehemiah chapter 4, something that we're all very, very familiar with, this story, I'm sure, but this is the way I feel like we are at. Nehemiah chapter 4, and we're going to read verses. We're going to end up reading 1 through 18, but we're just going to start off here 1 through 6. Amen. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Now I just love how, and let me just tell you this, I just love how the enemy will try to just intimidate you. He tries to intimidate us by just overwhelming us by actually coming over here today. Um, one of the young fellas was in my Jeep and he uh, was trying to find his music. And I said, no, you ain't, you're not playing that music. I said, this is, here's the station you're playing. He goes, well, that's girl music. I said, no, that's called Jesus music, buddy. Amen. You're not going to, let me just tell you, we need, we are the ones that are in control. Amen. The world doesn't tell me what I need to do or what I don't need to do. I am in control of this. I'm the one who's, I'm responsible for me. Nobody else is. And nobody's going to tell me what's, or try to intimidate me into thinking what is cool and what's not cool. Amen. We are in control. The devil will always try to intimidate us. Will they forfeit themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Isn't that just like the devil? I mean, he's going to try to just get you to look around your situation. Trying to get you to look away. As long as you don't have your eyes upon the cross, he doesn't care where you're looking. He wants to try to get you to look around at all your problems. He wants to try to get you to look around and say, look at where you're at. You're really not in the cool spot. You're really not in the, in the most influent spot. But let me just tell you what, that doesn't matter. Because that's going to come in time. As we begin to watch and we begin to see how things develop here. And Tobiah, the Ammonite, was with him. And he said, you know, that's the other thing, too. They always come to you in pairs <laughs> because they're afraid to do it by themselves. Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Now, let me just tell you this. If, because this is how the devil works. If, he, if, if they were so tough, then why didn't they attack? Why are they out there throwing stones and just throwing words? Let me tell you what. Yeah, when you've got God on your side, you don't have to worry about it. You are already the victor. You are already. They're afraid of you. He's just the big bully. And once you hit the big bully, I promise you, things begin to change. Amen. <laughs> Here, O oh our God. For we are despised. Now listen, this is now the Israelites. Here, 
O Lord, for we are despised and turn the reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So build we the wall. And all the wall was joined together unto half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. Amen. I just want to talk to you for a little bit here tonight. On For a people had a mind to work. Amen. If we have a mind to work. You see, when you begin to get busy in the things of God, and you've decided, you know what, it's time to get in here and get the hands dirty. I'll tell you what, living for God is so much easier. You know, actually, I've noticed something as well. When, how many, there just seems to be a whole lot of insecurities in this world today. A lot of insecurities in this world today. There's, there's not a lot of absolutes. But let me tell you this. Those that have truly committed their lives to the things of God. They love God. They love the ways of God. They love the people of God. You never have to worry about their insecurities. Because when you have... When you have a hold of the things of God, you don't worry about all those other insecurities. There's a confidence that goes out. There's a confidence that God begins to place in you. Because you know no matter what, God's got you. You don't have to worry about things. You don't have to worry about your finances. You don't have to worry about your family. You don't have to worry about your job. You don't have to worry about your friends. You don't have to worry about the things of this life. Because he's got it all under control. We have a confidence. But you have to have a mind to work. How many enjoy working with somebody lazy? Yeah. Especially in construction. Don't you love those people that just stand around all the time? Now, I know. I know you, you're not. I, I know you're a go-getter. Because I can tell by, by your clothes when you come in. Amen. You're, there's, you can t- nobody likes. I, I, okay, so we just tore down our shed. Tore down our old shed the other day, and we got the Sawzall out. And so it was me and Blake and, and Landon was out there. And I'm hot. It's, it's Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. And I'm hot. I'm sweaty. And nothing was going right. I mean, nothing was going right. You know, how much, how, how wrong can it be just taking down a shed? How difficult can it be? And so as I'm getting irritated, and the more I get irritated, and the hotter I get, the more I, I stop talking. And then whenever I stop talking, it's, then the other two just start watching and that really irritated me and i said you guys y'all just i said we didn't come out here to stand and watch and he 
my 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 son, my oldest son, was so he did it very nicely too, very respectful. He said, "You know, if you tell us what you're doing and and what our goal is, he said, <laughs> we would help." And you know what? I had to take it. I said, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry for the way I've acted. I'm sorry for the things I said, you know, about standing around watching. You're right. So I said, okay, here's what we're doing. And I laid out what we were doing and what, <laughs> what we were trying to accomplish. You know, when you begin to, you see, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what my plan was. They didn't know how I wanted it all laid out and how I was going to get that entire shed on that trailer. They didn't understand, but I had it all in my head. You see, but then once, once he put me in my place and he told me what he needed to help, we began to work together. I tell you, after that, things went a whole lot smoother. You see, when you begin to connect with the things of God, you begin to understand his mindset. You begin to understand what he's wanting. You know, as Tammy and I were driving, we're driving through the city the other day, and we, we, we suddenly, we, you know, all of a sudden, it's like our eyes are open to all of these apartment complexes. And Tammy said, but we don't have enough people to do all of these complexes. We don't have enough. We don't have enough hours in a day. Suddenly, your talk begins to change. Whenever we begin to when I mean, how many of you have prayed, Lord, let us see people through your eyes. Let us see what you want through your eyes. I'm going to tell you what, I hope you're serious about that, because whenever you begin to see things through his eyes, things begin to change. Brother Todd, we don't have enough buses in this to, to be able to go and pick up all these kids. If we truly, if we begin, we're, I'm beginning to see the different, the different places now that we can begin to go and begin to reach out. But I'm telling Timmy, I'm like, but we can't do all this. We don't have enough manpower to do all this. You're, I'm suddenly beginning to, to be able to recognize all of these different opportunities. And I'm saying, but Lord, but if we don't, who will? So I'm, I'm telling, I'm going to the different churches in our area here. Telling them about what need. I'm, I'm not telling them what they need to do. I'm not doing that, but I'm just telling them what we're doing. And as we drove through their area, I'm realizing, I'm like, I mean, there's one complex. You could have a church inside that apartment complex. There were so many apartment complexes. You could have your own church inside that own within that complex and just, and they wouldn't even have to leave it. You know, this is called having a mind to work. The Bible talks about how the, the fields are ripe. Who will go? Who will go and harvest these fields? As we be, 
chapter or in verse seven here, but it came to pass. <laughs> but when it came to pass that Samballat and Tobiah and the Arabims and the Amorites and the Ashbanites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped. Then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. You see, this is the thing. Have you ever heard of poking the bear? Yeah. You see, that's where, uh, I'm just going to say, Satan's really not very smart. Because whenever he goes around and begins to poke at the church of God, and we're already aware of his intimidation tactics. Poking the bear doesn't help. And I'm going to tell you what, this is what he's done to this church, is he has poked the bear. And now we're going to make him pay for it. Now we're going to go after him. Now we're, all we're doing is doing, we're just seeing more opportunities than we've ever seen before. We're, getting, we're having people come to us t- telling us, hey, we've got Bible studies for you. All you need to do is get people over here to do them. I mean, this is the way. We don't, ha- we, we don't have time just to sit on the sidelines anymore. We have to have a mind to work. We have to have a mind of putting this together. I just, I told Tammy, I told Tammy, I said, you know what? I can't even, I can't wait to see what happens by the end of this year. By the way, things are going right now. I'm telling you, we have to have this mind to work. As I've seen, um, I've seen Brother Ladd the way that, I mean, they live over an hour away, but yet they drive here almost every single service. And he didn't even think twice about it. He showed up Saturday morning, not this last Saturday morning, but the first time that we went to that, he showed up. Man, I'll tell you what, he's got, I'm, I'm going to say this, Brother Lad, he's got so, I mean, he lives on a farm. He's got a bunch of cattle. He's, I mean, he's got so much to do on that farm. But yet he took time out on that Saturday morning to come in and throw the football around with those kids to grill those hot dogs. And, and I, I know he's back there saying, don't do that. <laughs> but but I, I'm telling you, it's called a mind to work, though. It's called putting God first. Whenever you begin to put God first, I'll tell you what, everything else will fall into place. I know we, we've got a lot to do at our own homes, and I know we've got a lot going on in our lives, especially seems like today, you know, we, we can go... We can go places faster. We can do things better. We can, you know, we've got all this electronic stuff. We've, we are our today in our society today. We are so electronically and so, and, and we can go to so many different places so much quicker now. And we've, all we've done is fill our lives with craziness. We've made time for everything else. But really, what is the important things of life? I'll tell you what, the the number one important thing is I'm going to make heaven. The number two most important thing is I'm going to take everybody I possibly can with me. 
Amen. We've got to have that mindset. We've got to take everybody with us as, as many as, as will possible will go. We got to give, I can't give enough Bible studies. You can't give, you can't go and knock on enough doors. You can't go through and have enough of these picnic things that we're having. You can't have enough of them. As you drive them into this, this place, you know, I know my, my wife's a real stickler. My car only holds four, four kids. No, they don't. It holds a whole lot more than that. I promise you, I can get all, <laughs> I can get a bunch of them in there. And she, I piled several of them in there tonight. I won't tell how many. I just piled several of them in there. And wouldn't you know, she happened to walk by because she's going through these apartment buildings and sending them out and they're jumping in and they're supposed to get into her van. Well, they started jumping into my Jeep. And uh, so I had a whole bunch of them. And wouldn't you know, before we could pull out of there, she pulls up and she says, um, um, excuse me, you have too many. I said, no, I said, they all fit. Look, all the doors shut. So I had to, I had to get rid of all of them but four. <laughs> but they were fine with that. You see, here's the other thing too: the work of God doesn't have to be so serious. Working for God is fun. Working for God, if when when you start to get into it. And you begin to you begin to see all the different things that God has, at, at all the doors that He begins to open. I'll tell you what: there's there's nothing more fun than being out there and giving a Bible study. There's nothing more exciting than to pull up to an apartment building and have these kids come running out and jump in your car. And you know what? I like my car. I, li I like my Jeep. I try to keep it clean. But you know what? I've decided. I had one little kid got in today, and he had snot running everywhere. You know, and he jumps in the back seat. I'm thinking, oh, Lord. Not, not, not my Jeep. <laughs> Luckily, I've got leather seats, so it wipes off, right? So I said, hey, buddy, come here. Get up here. <laughs> Let's help you out a little bit. <laughs> you know what, though? If that's the way it's got to be to get them here, I'll get them here. They can. I'm going to try to keep it as clean as I possibly can. But you know what? That's not what's important. What's important is that they get here. The important thing is I'm there. I'm picking them up. Nothing's going to stop us. So they conspired, all of them together, to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Judah said, the strength of the bearers and, the, and of burdens decayed. And there is much rubbish, so that we are, are not able to build the wall. And our adversary said, they shall not know, neither shall, till we come into the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. 
And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, and they said to us ten times, that we returned all of us to the wall. So in other words, you know what took place here. They were threatened. So they immediately began to retreat from the wall. They immediately began to retreat from the job that they had been assigned to. Natural reaction, right? They started to prepare to be on the defense. But get this. They never came. You see, again, all it is is talk. I don't care what the devil brings to you or your family. It's all talk. You don't have to worry about it. They finally got the picture after they had set everybody up into a defensive mode. They suddenly realized, hey, wait a minute. Now we're not getting anything accomplished. Now we're not doing anything, but we're sitting up here just waiting for what? They got the picture. And it came to pass from, from that time forth that half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears and the shields and the bows. You see, they then began to realize, okay, wait a minute. We can't stop our progress. So they sent half of them down t- to begin to build. And they set the other half up with their swords and their shields. You see, when the devil begins to attack us, all he's trying to do is get you to stop what you're doing. You see, we ran into some issues here at the, uh, at the apartment complex already. You know, we're getting so many now, really, we, we, we really can't even haul them in our cars anymore. We really need a bus. We really do. And so, we called the Indianola Church and we said, hey, You've got three buses. Are you using them all? And they said, no, come get one. See, you see, there, there were, Tammy and I said, hey, we can't start, we can't bring them all in our vehicles anymore. We've got to get, we've got to get buses, but we don't have any buses. So what was the natural reaction? Well, we need to pull back then. We need to pull back then. no. That's not the time to pull back. I'll tell you what. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. It doesn't matter. If God be for us, who can be against us? There is nothing that can hinder you. Except you. Nothing else. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip. We're... I want to bring this to a close, actually. I just want to take us over here to 1 Peter chapter 2. Man, where do I stop? Man, as I begin to read, as I was beginning, as I was studying this out, there's just so much. When you begin to get in the Word of God, I'll tell you what, there's just so much in there that you just glean from. 
And I was just telling the Lord, I'm like, you know, Lord, there's just so much in here. How much? But I'm going to bring it to a close here. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, priesthood, and holy nation, and peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Which in past times were not people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Be, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from flesh, fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Having your converse, conversations honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God, in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto our governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do evil or that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free in not using your liberty for a choke, for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters. With all fear, not only to do the good and gentle, but also to the forward. And for this is thankworthy. If a man of conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongful, for what glory is it if when he, when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if, when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who would do no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was Reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who is his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, shall live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Amen. I want you to stand. If we gather around the front here. This piece in First Peter is talking about how we should act. 
in public. You know what? There's really not much. I'm going to say there's really not much in chapter 2 regarding how I should act in public. It goes against every moral, fleshly fiber in me. There's not a whole lot in that chapter that I see that says, boy, I already do that. (laughs) But I wonder, what kind of work am I really after? You see, we can fight and we can kick against the pricks and we can struggle against our flesh but until we get a mind to work until we get the attitude of you know what I'm all in whenever I get out on a job site the only thing I want to do is get off of it I won't eat I won't drink. Let's just get in there, get her done, and get home. It's just how I work. And you know what? Whenever I get to work with somebody like that, I'll tell you what. Do you know how much fun it is? Whenever you've just made up your mind saying, you know what? This has got to get done. Let's just get in, get it done, and get it over with. It's called a mind to work. Whenever we come to the things of God, it's the same way. I feel like me personally, I have sat for so long. I ought to be able to run and jump. And and, I mean, I should have so much energy right now. It's time to get things done. The coming of the Lord is too soon. We don't have a whole lot of time. And we've got a whole lot of work to get done before He comes. There's a lot of people out there. There's there's a lot of souls out there that need to be saved, that need to hear about this word. But we got to get a mind to work. How many's all in? 